Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to this next-to-last Sunday in April of 2019, and that will be one-third of 2019, and tonight I'd like to talk about limitations. And limitations come from ourselves. And they don't come from outside forces. They come from inside forces. And sometimes inside forces can be... You can see what you want to do. don't want to do it because where you are is still comfortable. And the only way, the only time, the only sequence for actually getting out there and going to the next place is Literally, when you're not, when you're no longer able to be comfortable where you are. So tonight, I'd like to talk about is limitation. What these limitations are and sort of looking at society and saying, from my perspective, what I thought was real and what I now realize is actually um, 
flexible. As in, um, it can actually change. And so let's talk about what can actually change and what is flexible. So I walk out my door, say, tomorrow morning on a Monday morning and walk through the yard and digging in the garden or think about filling up a bucket of water to go water the beans I just um, planted today or to go um, do various other projects or maybe go to the gym, think about whether the exercises that I'm doing at the gym are actually serving my long-term fitness goals. Um, go to where my produce is in my garage and uh, produce, get some uh, apples and other things for a morning juice or maybe for a morning and a lunch juice because by then I'll be back on um, a juice feast because today was my day off, one day off per week. And looking at that, I'm wondering what are the limitations and where are the limitations? And the whole thing is the whole everything. Not just what I'm doing, not just what I'm thinking about doing, not just my routine of the next thing to do, but not just my routine of getting up in the morning of the land and the way the land is shaped. The way the um, so-called celestial objects um, move. Because when I was earlier in my life, I was taught that the, the sun is a celestial body and that there was my body and there was the sun and there was that tree and that they were we were all separate and that we really didn't have anything to do with each other. Then I find out that I need the sun for vitamin D. So the sun really isn't outside my body because it's actually part of my body. And I need the plants for the minerals they give me so they're not exactly outside of my body. And because I need the plants, I need the soil so the soil where my plants come from 
is not outside my body, air that comes into my lungs that gives me oxygen and other things is likewise not outside of my body. So my limitation, here's an easy limitation to understand, redefinition of a limitation. My body goes from being just arms and legs and head, hair on my head and my toenails and fingernails body to a much larger body that includes the celestial objects. So that's the size of my body. But that's just a change in perspective, but it's also a change in an understanding of what my healthy body is or what my body that I want um, to be run my way from my perspective to be, you know, I want to have my body being taken care of in a certain way. The person next to me doesn't want their body taken care of in the same way that I want my body taken care of. So right away, we're at odds with each other because they don't want the air taken care of the same way or the soil taken care of the same way that I do. But our plants that they eat and that I eat come from the same soil. So right away, there's a conflict. And conflict is perfectly natural. Nothing wrong with conflict. But it's a change in limitation. So the limitation was the size that I saw my body and what I saw that made up my body. So... Then in some videos that I've seen about various um, formations and they said, well, let's look at it from the perspective of there was a lowest large-scale mining and uh, these um, formations like Devil's Tower and other formations were actually trees that were kilometers high, as high as you know, tens of kilometers or hundreds of kilometers high, and that they were chopped down or they were blown up, and that the Grand Canyon isn't a, a river, it's actually a strip mine. This is all evidence of mining. Well, what's been strip mined? Strip what has been strip mined? A vast forest of crystal has been stripped on. So if you look at various perspectives and you look at what we're taught is real, what we're taught is real may or may, to my perspective, doesn't really have any um, connection to reality. It's just a facade. It's just a set of, um, in my perspective, useless rules that 
seen to describe uh, physical phenomenon, but may or may not describe the physical principles that the devices that we use actually govern by. So in that in that case, we're just in a uh, a fictional bubble of a society, and there's really no limitation on that. You can basically just change it out and change the story and live in a different society. Or you can uh, pierce through the concepts that you're being uh, fed and not even need to know what the real concepts are, just know that you're being fed incomplete or um, concepts and that you're voyaging on to something else, that you're moving on to something else and you can just have faith that something else exists even if you don't understand its story, you understand its logic you understand how things work. You just don't understand the story of how things work. Understand that if you do A under circumstances, B happens, you don't need to know why, which is the whole scientific fantasy that is, uh, can say why they know why. And if um, reassurance, or reassurance which strokes their ego and makes them feel better about uh, about their superiority. So that is sort of a summary of limitations and a summary or a first order discussion of what can change and what can be discarded when you start thinking about limitations. So Second thing is comfort. And this has a little bit to do with psychology, but it also has a little bit to do with um, being kind to yourself. It has everything has everything to do with being kind to yourself. So you can know that there's a voyage that you need to take. But leaving home or leaving home and not coming back and resting is another thing. And leaving home and going on a mini exploratory and coming home and resting is actually healthy until the point where you don't need to come home anymore and you don't come back. And maybe you do come back, but you don't need to rest. And what you do when you come back is you actually bring what you found back to where you rest and you replace or you augment the place that you rest with what you found. So I have gone through a 14 to 18 month period in which I was well vegan 
in 2011 and 12, maybe 2010 and 11. And like exercise that I would do at that time, it would be very extreme. And it would be a max effort. And it didn't last long because it was it was too far too fast. But right now, what I'm doing is I'm doing a juice, juice feast, but I'm only doing it six days out of the week until I become more comfortable with it. And I'll actually report, or maybe I'll come back on the seventh day and I'll do raw vegan instead of what I'm doing now, which is cooked. So it's a more, um, to me, controlled um, leaving home instead of just kicking off, which didn't work for me in the past. The other thing about change is change is um, something that's a little understood in psychology. So the psychology of change is regardless of what you're trying to change, regardless of how you can look at it and say, oh, this is horrible, we should change the circumstances. That doesn't matter. What matters is is that you know the, the, the present circumstances and regardless of how odious they are, you are, you have a security with those circumstances and what that means is your mind knows the outcome and it knows that you survive. So it's actually got somehow, somehow has a comfort zone with those set of circumstances. Regardless of thing that you're going to try it's uncomfortable with, regardless of the payoff or regardless of the um, exploration, regardless. So there's a uh, vestige, there's a survival brain. The survival brain will pick you up and bring you back and have you back in your comfort zone. And you'll be saying, why can't I leave my comfort zone? Well, it's because you're trying to go too far, too fast. And you come back to your comfort zone and you say, why am I here? Now, because you tried to change too much too quickly. Comfortable area, you don't understand why. Well, this is why. So let's talk about avoidance. Let's plan avoidance. 
let's talk about where we are now and where we would like to go. And if you'd like to talk about this topic or anything that's on your mind, please give me a call. My number is 646-564-9714. That number again is 646-564-9714. And you can follow along on Blog Talk Radio on by Googling Blog Talk Radio Spiritual Unity Radio Network and then following the uh, menus to An Emerging Forest or going to my Facebook page and finding me on the events page. So let's plan a voyage. about where I want to voyage to and I'll talk about why I want to do it. So I don't want to voyage to somewhere with more life. I don't want to um, I don't want to voyage towards somewhere with more trees. I want to voyage towards somewhere that has an appreciation and a balance and a guardianship and a coexistence of more active ways of expression so that brains that are available are more complex and more robust than they are at present. So what do I mean by that? So right now, less complexity. And that's seen by a poisoning and a poisoning of the land and the air and a less um, a less robust um, a less um, rigorous um, form of government and a Mm. 
So there is a banking system. And that banking system holds in front of it a military culture. And that military culture, it installs the banking and the military culture is installed in all of these um, fictions called countries. And in those, each one of those fictions, different language and a different culture and each populace is given national fervor and taught that everyone else is not as good. And that's it. Um, to me, that's a, uh, a very silly structure. And served its purpose, and I don't know what's next. And so for me, let's look at that, and that's where we're starting, and that's what I'm comfortable with. And I don't know what happens afterwards. So this is this is where the this is where the void begins. And what we're voyaging toward is we're voyaging toward let's say let's start with the first way that we want to put in competition with the present way. And we would say the first way um instead of putting no capital value on nature, it puts capital value on nature and on wild species and on open land and on the nutritive value of plants, on the health of its population, so that as immunodepressive, um, the immunodepressive pandemic was destroyed by actually eating decent food, there would be a capital, um, there would be capital value found in a robust, healthy population. So that. of houses that were raised and only one remained on the block and that's where everyone lived that used to be on the block and the, and the, the rest of the block was now forest and the, the investment was into making that into very fertile, a very fertile forest, and that capital, um, you know, gross national product or gross um, um, value was actually found in having that asset. And um, that would be a first step.
and that's a, um, a recognition of the military state and an understanding that the military state is what it is. Let's come back to this thought in a couple of minutes because it's time for the break with Dave DeBard, Green and Gray. You want dominion over this place. 
child to the priest he said I was lord of animals the wild hunt I led until your god came here and with his jealous hand it was he who wanted dominion over this land for I'm no devil to International Pagan Radio. You can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. Welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. 
we hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Thanks so much, Robin. And let's get back to our discussion on the voyage that we're taking. So we're, we've recognized that where we're going to move to is a society that um, sees direct value in uh, nature and sees direct value in uh, plants and higher quality nutrition and in in uh, lots and block lots and larger lots and I mean, you could just reconfigure a town and have a very small area of the town where all the people live and, and a very large area of the town is the actual farm of the town and that's a big emphasis and um, these um, these jobs that are present now, these um, these jobs that may or may not fall by the wayside because they're basically government fictional jobs, the, uh, the uh, office jobs and the university jobs and the uh, quote-unquote uh, state-created uh, much-ado-about-nothing jobs. That would be another metamorphosis of uh, where is the value found and what is the value found for this in these jobs. And another uh, great metamorphosis is in the in how each person expresses their their journey. And if they're if they're a um, if they're so inclined now if they're not inclined they don't have to express themselves um, so uh, actively so there's a lot of people in today's society that I would say are not expressing the difference between how they want the land kept and how their neighbor wants the land kept Other, otherwise there would be a lot more public wrestling um, and right now there's basically one viewpoint and all of the other people are subservient to that viewpoint. But if you had um, a certain percentage of society being subservient, but then there being more people who are actively uh, wrestling and actively expressing their viewpoint, um, there would be a certain, there would be a, a vast change to the military culture because it wouldn't be a it would be a, a very different um, society because there wouldn't just be I mean maybe there would be the present society still existing encased in a military fear uh, sphere in which they still believed in um, a planet and countries and they were still cowed by 
the, the, the cloud of fear and all of the, um, the fear pornography that pervades uh, news these days and has for many centuries. Um, but outside of that or parallel to that or in the nature society that's existing in parallel to the fear society, um, there would be these um, wrestlers, these military uh, expressions of this nature society that would be growing up. Uh, maybe one would grow up first and then others would start expressing themselves and they would um, carve out large areas of of countryside or whatever in order to in which to express themselves and also they would um, wrestle with the old society and wrestle with um, quote unquote their brethren their sisters and their brethren that would be an interesting um, an interesting sort of uh, series of social steps to take but of course the nature um, wrestlers believe in the same um, believe in some of the same standards or some of the same concepts they believe in um, valuing nature they believe in valuing food at a higher nutritive value so they're all believing in sort of the same um, gross system of value, which is why they're not in the um, present society fear sphere. They're out in the out in the nature sphere. So that's sort of a a voyage that's very interesting to me. And so I've made an initial. Uh, plan on how to get there. And here's a short summary of my plan on how to do that. So first you start with a produce club. Haha, I've got one. And you start... Um, getting people more and more interested in being able to eat more and more plants. And then you spread that um, methodology to other towns and you get other towns to start standing up similar produce clubs and produce sharing and plant sharing um, facilities from wholesalers. Now, this isn't improving the nutritional value of the plants one iota, but it's getting more plants into more people, affecting their health, their mood, physiology, all same words, whatever. It's changing. It's moving in that change direction. I didn't say anything about eating more animals. I didn't pop the, the vegan word or anything like that. Nothing of that nature was, was um, broached, thrown across. You know, basically. None, none of that is, is part of the spoken agenda. So, okay, now we've got this growing set of produce clubs 
across the United States and Canada and maybe other countries. So as that gets more, um, as that network starts pulling down, you know, maybe the first number it starts pulling down, it starts pulling down maybe 10 grand in produce a week. And then it starts pulling down $100,000 in produce a week. And then it starts pulling down $500,000 in produce. Okay. So when the entire network, let's say, is pulling down half a million dollars in produce, I say, hey, guys, what if we dedicated of our total um, revenue as a group tithe or something like that nature to discover, well, okay, so maybe that's not first. So let's discover the farms in each area that don't spray that are actually already having the um, higher level of higher level beyond the beyond organic experience and let's send our custom there for 2% of the 500k maybe let's say 5% of the 500k so 25 grand spread over the entire club and that's really not that much I'd actually I'd actually locally I'd probably do more but sell, sell as much as I as much as I could, recognizing that I'm investing in this capital thing that I just talked about, this capital investment in higher nutrition, and this capital investment in um, in nature, because that farm is the thing that I'm making a capital investment in, making sure it's going to be there next year by putting my dollar where my, you know, walking the, walking the walk instead of talking about it, putting my dollar in that farmer's pocket. Okay. So after a while, with continued growth, we don't just have a, we're not just patronizing farms, we own farms. And then we own real estate because all the money that the produce clubs are making, we're buying real estate and we're bringing the produce from our wholesale connections and from our local farming connections at the various levels as a perk to those people that are our tenants in our small real estate holdings and then in our apartment complexes and then in our community areas and then in our towns. And then our towns, when they become populated enough with people that follow our ways, will just naturally change blocks and start making investments in those blocks as forests, knocking down houses, getting all the people into one central house making food forests, making the farms there instead of the farms at the other locations, 
still keeping the other farms because food production is food production, as as it is necessary to do. All the while having an understanding that there is going to be some friction between this new society and the old society because the new society doesn't really have you know, does it need doctors, not these goofy doctors that don't know what they're doing? Does it need um, doctors for acute circumstances? Of course it does. It's always going to need sawbones to put people back together when they got smashed. Of course. But it is a great conversation to have. How is society going to react to this? What is needed in the society? And then all of these automation jobs are going away. I mean, you're going to have to find, you're going to have to make new craftsmanship jobs. You're going to have to make new jobs. You know, you want to be a wrestler. Do you want to express yourself? Do you want to be that monk or however that, however that um, job actually comes about? That's my uh, synopsis. That's my idea. That's what I'm interested in. That's the voyage that I'm interested in taking. And what have I got so far? I've got a produce club in Collinswood, Oakland, New Jersey. I've got another produce club that's offline right now in Levittown, PA. Got produce sharing group in Middletown, Delaware, Elkton, Rising Sun, Maryland. I've got produce sharing possible produce clubs in Warren, Warrington area, Milksville, Virginia and Fairfax, Virginia. I've got people buying produce in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm working with a whole bunch of other people. I have a Produce Club uh, website coming online in the next month. If I get to, if I work on it, <laughs> I'm working with a with a developer, and it's me that needs to read the, the specifications and get back to him. And I also need to keep shopping. And I need to build up my volume start making more money so I can start having more capital so we can go to the next step on investments. Thank you so much for listening to my program tonight. Thank you for listening 
uh, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening. <laughs> yeah, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening bad, no, whether you're listening uh, during the show on Sunday night or whether you're listening after the show in a recorded format on YouTube or on a direct stream from the from the archive. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you much, very much for thinking about these ideas. Uh, they're interesting to me. Uh, they're so interesting to me that I'm doing them. If I don't see any reason why not to. And I could say that this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And I don't think this is what you want to do. I think what you want to do is your passion. And I need you to do that. Everyone needs you to do that. Everyone needs you to engage not in the friendly society, you know, watching paint dry and watching grass grow activity. But we need you to engage in your passion. I don't care what it is. I have no care in the world. I have no moral no moral directive in the world for you. I want you to do what you're here to do. That's it. Just do it. So we can get the machine running. So we can get more ways expressed. So that my way of nature isn't your way. Well, you want better nutritional food to express in your way, or you're going to need our way. And we need a way that, that uses part of what I just said. I just think the society, the society that's, that's laid out right now is not nearly as complex as it should be. Boring. Boring. I hope you agree with me. I'm interested in making it interesting so that people can actually, I'm going to express myself. I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be the vanguard of my way. And this is my way. And this is how, this is the strange wrestling method that I use to express myself. To really use like everything we have. It's just like guns and knives and oh, we have to go pick from that table of weapons over there in order to be able to fight. Oh no. Really getting creative. Really just really take it to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. This is, um, golly, this is 
So this is 24, this is 27 months that I've had a radio show. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is 27 months that Alan has had a radio show. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. I would never... Please express it. Please. Thank you. Have a good night. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember... All manifestations of the divine are equally valid.